Rodian Radio presents the Obi-Wan Kenobi After Show. All right, welcome everyone to Rodian Radio. This is a sports center for Star Wars, and we cover everything here from shows, comics, Black Series, Hasbro, Hot Toys, everything that we can scrounge up. Um, so I'm my good friend, Mr. Danny Cruz. Good evening, good morning, good night, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes, yes. So we've got a little bit of uh, Hasbro news to cover. We've got some updates on Skeleton Crew, the new Disney Plus series that was announced at Star Wars Celebration over the past week. And then uh, we're going to deep dive into our Kenobi Part 3. And then um, we'll finish up talking about what the Star Wars fan base has gave its reputation for itself here recently. Uh, we we thought it was bad during the last Jedi, but I think it's worse now. Um, but we'll touch on that later. But uh, first off, let's do uh, go ahead and jump into the Star Wars news. All right, so Black Series revealed a uh-huh. concept two pack of Obi Wan and Vader. You can uh, find pictures of those on Hasbro probably or Yak Face on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It is uh the concept version. I'm not sure if this is like a legends concept or if it was just the the concept from uh 1970s. No, it was the concept of um like one of, one of like the first like I guess like uh for like I guess like the first scripts for like the new hope. Because yeah. Obi-Wan was, they, it was supposed to look like samurais, and Obi-Wan looked like a samurai. And Vader then, looks like a samurai. Yeah, so it, it was like a concept thing, which is kind of cool, to be honest. Never seen a dual-pack Black Series like that. I like it. It'd be a cool pack to pick up and keep it in the box. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's the only new reveal that we got from Hasbro that I've came across recently. The, and then... Um, actually, there was actually another one, if I can... If I'm not mistaken, there was an Obi Wan Kenobi Target exclusive. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, there's a new Kenobi. He's in his uh, like a blue his shirt. uh employee uniform. Yeah, pretty much. Like he had like a uh, what was it? like I guess like he described like a poncho with like a blue shirt and then the gun and the lightsaber. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that was a good looking figure, and I like what Hasbro's doing with making all their figures now cloth goods instead mm-hmm. of plastic. It only last, took them five years. Yeah, literally last time they used cloth that I remember. For those kind of figures, uh, let's see. They did the Kylo Ren in, like, Force Awakens. That was 2016. They also did um, Vader, like, like pretty good silk with um, the Rogue One version, which was also in 2017. And then silk, it looks like a good silk from, like, the ARC Troopers, like, um... Or like just the commanders, like Commander Fox has silk, Captain Rex has silk, and if I'm not mistaken, Commander Bly has silk. I'm not too sure, but you know the Force Awakened wave, the the cloth good figures like Snoke, Kylo Ren, those are some of the best figures because they're they have cloth instead of plastic. Can you imagine mm-hmm. a Snoke in an all plastic robe? Yeah, 
That's All right, so that's the Hasbro news. Moving on to the Skeleton Crew. It is a new upcoming Disney Plus series. Not sure when the release date for that is, but uh, it was announced at Star Wars Celebration. I think it's for next summer. They said this show is going to be revolving around a group of kids in the Star Wars galaxy. Mm. And uh, one report labeled it Goonie-style Star Wars. Mm. Uh, so my thoughts is this is going to be more for children, but uh, hey, I'm going to watch it. It's Star Wars. True, and I heard uh, I found like I'm not going to mispronounce his name, but Tech Tech Tiki, what what Tiki or the guy Tico. who directed? Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about the guy who directed uh or who's who's Taco Watiti. Taco Watiti. So he did um uh, Jojo Rabbit. He also did Thor Ragnarok, and he also. Is doing his upcoming movie. He was a IG. Uh, he was IG Eleven in The Mandalorian. Yes, so he's actually a really good director, and I think he can pull it off. To be honest, he does have a movie that he's working on, and he's also in charge of the next Star Wars series. I like Taika Waititi. I'm yes. a big fan of his work. I think he understands Star Wars as much as you know Deborah Chow or John Favreau does. His audience. That's yes. Yes. I don't know if, if if you follow him on Instagram, but he he uh, he posts some of the most funniest videos, yeah. and like and like he he does not care what anybody thinks about him. Yeah, and that's the best. No censor, and he's all, yeah, he's actually a pretty funny guy too. Like, yeah, that's that's, that's yeah, cool. and I loved how he portrayed the IG Eleven, especially when he's babysitting Grogu. <laughs> She's down all the stormtroopers, and he's like, I'm sorry you had to see that. That was a good character. It was a sad death. It was. So that's all the uh, new news that I came across. I could not find anything for today in Star Wars history, which mm. surprises me. So I guess nothing happened on this on this day in Star Wars. All right, so that's all the news. Um so let's let's move on over into our Kenobi. I know we've got a lot to talk about. Um, first off, I want to start with uh, Freck. Uh, brilliant character. Brilliant character. He's like a ginormous mole rat. Uh, what do oh, you think about Freck? Yeah, you're talking about the, the mole. The, just imagine the the mole rat from Incredibles, like the end of that movie. Yeah, he's <laughs> like the perfect Star Wars truck driver. He is. And I love how how he's like so pro empire, and he's like, "It's all right, I know these guys," and, and even the stormtroopers are like, "Thanks, Freck." It's just like a typical day at work. Yeah, typical day at work. And then, and there then was uh, like the that one stormtrooper that was like super on edge. <laughs> I thought you said her name was Luma. Like, dude, chill. Yeah, straight up. Like it's it's like. I guess they were trying to create tension, but I mean, it's it's still work. But I'm just like, maybe that the, that was the guy that was a, uh, you know, wired differently. <laughs> yeah. See, Obi Wan, he played that off so well, and I love Obi Wan and young Leia's, uh, chemistry that they have together when they improvise like that. Mm-hmm. They just bounced off of each other so perfectly. And when he says, mm-hmm. when when he says that that was her mother's name, I get confused. I felt so sad. That he's in this position. Mm-hmm. 
you could tell Ewan McGregor does a great job of portraying this broken PTSD Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. So does Leia. Leia or young Leia. But, uh, she seems like she eventually catches on that. Like her parents aren't her parents. Yeah. Which it, it still leaves the question though in Return of the Jedi. When Luke says, do you remember your mother? And she says, I only have a few small memories or something like that. Which I've always wondered, how did Leia know, have memories of Padme? So I'm wondering if Obi-Wan has like a recorded hologram of Padme Uh and he shows Leia. Or what if he uses the force to connect to her? Yeah, like what the, if what if we get a Luke and Grogu moment? Yeah. That would be can you imagine? Can you imagine what he would show Leia if he did that? Yeah. We 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 cannot possibly imagine. But uh, the thing about this episode is it's very hard to describe because it it was it was dark in a way we're gonna lead to some we're gonna lead up to this but it was dark in a way that it was like more of sadness yeah if that makes sense it wasn't like dark like like scary it was more of like sadness and to me i have the same feeling about this episode the way i did watching order 66 it was dark but it was sad Mm -hmm. and this episode had the same impact for me Mm mm-hmm and uh, and I also feel like if it flew by too, it uh, did. It, it flew by. It was a forty-seven minute runtime episode. Felt like thirteen, to be honest. Yeah, it, it felt like ten minutes, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just you know boom, boom, boom. It didn't drag. No. And then uh, we got a a quality kill for stormtroopers in this episode. Uh, the one falling off and cutting himself in half with the laser yeah, gate, like, like a split sandwich. Yeah, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Stormtroopers are ragdolls. They're they're the easiest to like mess with, like with like looking, making the other character look cool. And they're teasing us so much because when Leia looks up at Freck and she says, "Say hello, Father," I was really expecting Obi Wan to say hello there, mm. but he just said hello. Maybe when he's um. Or when he's like full Kenobi or full Ben, he'll say it. You know, I feel like by the end of the series, we're going to see Obi-Wan become connected to the Force like we see him in A New Hope. Mm-hmm. But there has been talk about a season two of Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Because Kenobi is now the most watched Disney Plus series of all. Yeah. On premiere day. But that 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 doesn't make sense to me because on Rotten Tomatoes, Obi Wan is the lowest rated Disney Plus show. Really? Really? It had like a fifty six audience rating. I don't know. I don't really trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore. With I don't either. Like it's it's any critics like that. It's like if you're gonna watch the show, watch it for yourself. Don't watch it because of what other people say. You know, like. If you want to watch it, go watch it. You know, just get your opinion. You don't need other people's opinion to 
just like to make sure like you know it's just kind of like a conscious thing like you know like all oh, other people say it's good so i have to believe it's good you know yeah that that's how i feel is everybody now is so opinionated and you know everybody has an opinion it, it's like a fingerprint everybody's got one and they're all different but do you care about my fingerprint no and i don't care about your fingerprint i'm here to enjoy star wars for me mm-hmm. and the people who are like, well, this wasn't Star Wars because, no joke, somebody said, this is not Star Wars, or, you know, paraphrasing here, this is not Star Wars because the Imperial March was not playing through this episode when Vader was on screen. I'm like, okay, I'm watching this for the story. I'm not watching this for the music. Mm-hmm. For all I care, the Cantina Band could have been playing while Vader was going on his rampage, and I wouldn't have cared because I was watching the Va- the character of Vader, mm-hmm. and it it really it it really depresses me that we get something this beautiful of an episode, and it's got so much w- emotional weight behind it, and people hate on it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I it it really depresses me, and it and it really sickens me to to hear what people are saying about these shows. You know, with Boba Fett and now Kenobi, and even with there's probably some people who who say stuff about the Mandalorian. You know, as much as I say Din Djarin is an idiot, but the Mandalorian, I love the Mandalorian. It's Star Wars. It's it's Star Wars for me. I enjoy it for me and just to see all these other people's opinions, you know, it can really bring your mood down in watching something. That's why when you watch something, you need to enjoy it for you. Yes. And not base it off of what Bob next door says just because he doesn't like the way Kenobi didn't ignite his saber or something like that. I've heard so many people now, you know, say this was this was horrible. Uh, Vader was Kenobi was acting stupid in this episode. Uh, the stormtroopers, you know, just stupid stuff. You see, uh... how can you call Vader weak? That's people who doesn't understand Star Wars. Vader was not trying to kill Obi Wan in this episode. He was holding back. He was holding back because he wants Kenobi to suffer mentally and physically. Keep in mind, Anakin Skywalker has been, well, technically, Darth Vader has been focusing on this for 10 years. That is a very long time, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine being very, Holding a grudge for 10 years. Yeah. And the first time that he meets the person he's holding a grudge against, he wants him to suffer. Vader was fighting one-handed the whole time through this fight, which showed you how strong Vader is to fight one-handed. So mm-hmm. right there, he's not weak. Second of all, he even tells Kenobi, your pain has just begun. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've seen people say, I don't know why Vader couldn't just walk through the fire or walk around the fire to get Kenobi. If you was burned and left for dead, would you want to walk through fire? 
Nope. No. And he's wearing all those capes and stuff, so yeah, he'd probably catch on fire. But his suit is technically like indestructible though. Like according to like uh like you know those like big books that give you like the details of like all the ships, all the characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. They say like his suit was like pretty pretty like uh indestructible because it could take blasters, cannons, like uh pretty much anything that you can throw at him. And then but the thing is the trade off is that it was heavy. So Yeah. I, I believe Vader wants Kenobi to get away so he can suffer a little bit mentally. Because I love the line where Obi-Wan says, what have you become? And Anakin, or Vader says, I am what you made me. That right there alone is going to put so much stress mentally on Kenobi. Because, yeah, it was his fault. Yeah. Obi-Wan failed his mission that he was supposed to do in Revenge of the Sith. And he's been carrying that failure for him with him for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And then to finally see what you created. Yeah, I could see why Vader let him go. Because I feel like Vader is so confident in himself. Even to the point with in Rogue One, when he lets the, the rebels escape. You know, um, and uh, I'm sure there's another moment that I'm missing. But Vader lets a lot of people escape. Empire and I believe he's so... Back. I believe he's so... Yeah, in Hoth, Echo Base. I believe he's so confident that he's going to catch up to you eventually that he doesn't care when he does it. He just knows he's going to do it. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, in The Mummy, he never sleeps. He never eats. He will never stop. That's it. Just a walking... I even heard somebody say, more or less, it was... It was uh, not, it didn't need to be shown with Vader killing civilians because it, it made no sense. And I'm like, again, he wasn't doing it just because he could do it. He was oh, doing man, it to draw Kenobi like out. These, um, like, you, like was, are you finding this on Reddit, like Instagram? These are on YouTube. These are people's reviews. Oh man, let me. You should send them to me right away. And I. But people. Hello. Phone call. I'm sorry about that, everybody. Okay, I thought thought it was me. No, no, no. I was getting a phone call. Um, people need to understand that Vader was doing that. If you noticed, he was walking through town. He didn't look twice at a civilian that he He already passed. He didn't even look at the Inquisitors. He was looking for Kenobi, and he stopped mid-walk because he felt Kenobi's presence. Mm-hmm. That is when he started executing civilians, and he did it to draw Kenobi out. Even the Grand Inquisitor says their compassion, you know, the Jedi hunt themselves because they can't help it. And mm-hmm. this, this just throws even more stress on Kenobi because he knows he cannot interfere. He, he can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And you can tell he's conflicted. And, you know, but but the ruthless of Vader just snapping a kid's neck and force choking people, even dragging that that girl through the sand, you know, just brutal Vader. That's the Vader I've been wanting to see. That is Darth Vader. Yeah. He doesn't care. He even tells Reva, the Grand Inquisitor is no concern to me. Mm -hmm. 
He doesn't care. People don't understand Star Wars who say things like Vader is too weak. It didn't make sense for him to kill civilians. Why didn't he walk through the, the fire? They, they don't understand Star Wars the way it's meant to be understood. Mm-hmm. It just makes me sad. It makes me sad as a Star Wars fan. You just gotta ignore these people because they're just, they just sometimes people just like to just talk to talk. Like it's, they're not happy with themselves or something like that. It's, it's, you just gotta let it go, man. Like, cause they, people always have something to say, you know, like, and it's, uh, it's, I'm at the point with that where it's like, like, just, just shut up, man. Like, it's like, if you have nothing nice to say, like, you're, they're basically talking to themselves because, well, they're literally like typing their opinion and then, like, they just either one start a war. Or nobody responds to them. On this video that I seen of this guy saying this about Vader, the first comment that was highlighted was a guy that said, I think Vader did what he did because he was wanting to toy with Obi-Wan. I was like, get this man a medal. He understands Star Wars. Mm-hmm. He knows what he's saying. See, like, those comments are fine because he's not like, like flapping his mouth. He's just expressing his opinion. In a way where he has, yeah, and everybody is. Everybody has the right to express their opinion. By all means, I'm not saying your opinion is wrong. I'm just saying, before you start throwing nonsense comments, actually sit down and understand what you just watched and what you say. Yeah, and what you say. But uh, it was nice to see James Earl Jones come back for the voice of Vader. It was, it actually was. I'm glad. I'm glad he's still doing okay. To me, this felt like more of an Empire Strikes Back dialogue, Vader. Yeah. More, more, more anger. Yeah. But this is young man anger. Because I think Empire was like, what, like another 10 years or like 7, 8? Because he dies at 45. If he's 35 there... Uh, let's, uh, let's see, let's see. Vader six years, six seven. Vader becomes Vader in Revenge of the Sith. It's ten years to Kenobi, and then another, we'll say nine years to A New Hope. So the Empire, ten years, and then there's another five or six by the time we get to Return of the Jedi, and then in the Mandalorian, they're still trying to rebuild the Empire. So I would say the Empire's been around for about thirty years. Mm-hmm. It's not even a long time in Star Wars, but it, it just feels like a long time. It's, it's not. Really focused on. It's not. Just think about it. Like, if an empire ruling for 30 years, that's not a long time. Like, empires usually run for two, like, or one, like, at least 100 years or something like that. Like, look at the Jedi Order. The Jedi that's Order's true. been around for thousands of years. Yeah. Even the Sith. The Sith have been around for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. But uh, speaking of Vader, what did you think about the uh, uh, the scene? I think he was, <coughs> excuse me. He was smart, Elo, because what he did was he dropped the coal or whatever, <clears throat> and then he used his lightsaber to ignite the fire. Yes, and then he used the force to brush it away. The first time I seen that, I was like. 
okay, Vader, why did you just knock over those coals and didn't do anything with it? But then he acknowledged it, and I was like, oh, okay, I see what he's doing. Yeah, and if you think about it, the fight, Obi, like, you have to understand combat with one arm, you need mad strength to hold that because you're using a lot of force to hit something. And when you hit something with one handed, your hand shakes. You know, like there's a, there's like what, like a, like a ricochet kind of thing. Yeah. Like, and and like we even healing. see, we even see Vader go a little bit of slash and dash with one hand. Yeah. And it's, it's extremely hard to use one handed. It's and like, that's another thing. This guy on YouTube, he was saying, like, Kenobi, he just kept running away. Like, it didn't even make sense or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, he, was, he was he he was, was buying Leia Tom to get away. Okay, yeah. he did manage to draw Vader away from Leia. And, yeah, I would run away, too, because Obi-Wan hasn't picked up a lightsaber in 10 years. Then he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And if you watch the fight, he didn't make one offensive attack he was strictly defense the whole fight mm-hmm. I love how Vader says the years have made you weak mm-hmm. and you, you could tell it you could tell you could see the pure terror in Ewan McGregor's expression mm-hmm. I, the acting in this episode I thought was 10 out of 10 yeah I agree with that but what did you think about the scene where Obi-Wan looks up and he sees uh, Anakin in the robe? I felt like that was like uh, that was actually very surprising to see in the Star Wars show. I like how they're using Hayden Christensen in those kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Of course, who else would they use? And it makes sense because I've already seen a bunch of memes. It's like Obi-Wan looks up and sees General Grievous. It's like Obi-Wan looks up and sees Commander Cody. I'm like, <laughs> memes. But it made sense because uh, if you I, the second time I, I watched it, or it might have been the third, I heard a guy say, Obi-Wan seen Anakin that way because that's how he remembered Anakin before he knew that he was in a suit. Because up until this fight, Obi-Wan had never seen Darth Vader in a suit. Mm-hmm. He always remembered as human Anakin Skywalker. And Anakin even has an evil expression on his face when he turns around and looks. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was just brilliantly done. Yeah. Brilliantly done. I, I want to see more of Hayden Christensen being used that way while they have him. Mm-hmm. They can do tons of stuff. With that. I saw a meme the other day and it's, it was Timur Morrison. And he was talking to Tanwi, the Kaminoan, and he says, how many more roles do you have for me to play? And Tanwi says, we have a million more ready to go, and something like that. <laughs> like the, the episode two dialogue, when it's like, we have a million units and a million more on the way. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, I feel like this next episode of Kenobi is just the... PTSD. It's 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 just gonna be emotional. Obi Wan recovering and then him trying to contact Qui Gon. I feel like Qui Gon needs to come. Next, it's leading up to that because he's he's the one to give Obi Wan purpose again, and then 
he transformed into Ben in the last fight. You know, I also heard somebody say, why did Kenobi not catch on fire? Why did his hair not burn? Why did his robe not burn? Well, this episode was very dark. And by dark, I mean lighting-wise. It was very dark. If you look, there's a close-up shot after Kenobi gets out of the fire. His arm is mangled. Yeah, you should see it. Um, His arm is mangled. You don't, like, completely... I mean, unless you pour yourself in gasoline, like, you don't completely get on fire. Like, it's... Like, fires start really slow. Yes. And they work their way. Fires are never, like, fast. You know, they're, like, slow and they build up. But if you want to take it even farther, you could say Kenobi was using the Force to protect himself. No, I think he was fully defenseless at that point. But, you know, I also heard some guys say uh, maybe this is how Alec Guinness has his short hair. (laughs) But I think Obi-Wan was just using uh, a great hair product that day and uh, caused him to not catch on fire. Yeah, that's like when he was like dragging him through like, because think about it, that's the Obi-Wan that fought Maul, fought Grievous. He's just a ghost. Mm-hmm. In, in the man's shell. But his arm is severely burned. Yeah, you can you like, can tell it. it, it you can see like, the flesh. Yeah, so that's at least like third degree, second degree burn. What's the time we get to New Hope? We don't actually know it, but Alec Guinness is talking to... Uh, I can see this being a robot chicken sketch. <laughs> and we have Obi-Wan or Ben Kenobi and Luke. And Luke's like, what was my father like? Alec Guinness being like, keep in mind this is Robot Chicken if I could write this sketch for Robot Chicken. Alec Guinness would be like, well, your father was was a great man and until I cut him in half and left him to burn and ten years later he came back and threw me in the fire and now I have a cybernetic arm. Or they could say he was a great chef. (laughs) Yeah, he was a great chef. So then, you know, the this episode to me, it, it was... It was more emotional nostalgia for me instead Mm -hmm. of physical nostalgia. Mm -hmm. But everything from the dialogue to the I had physical nostalgia too. Like, well, yeah, I did too. The way Vader walks. Mm -hmm. But I loved how you could see Obi Wan just realize as soon as he felt Vader, it's like he he just got sick, almost the same way he did when Alderaan blew up. Yeah. If you tell he he kind of doubles over like he's about to throw up. Yeah. But even the inquisitors were terrified of Vader. Yeah, they stayed put. Bro. And and I'm and I'm liking the fifth brother more and more. Mm-hmm. And the scene where Reva walks in and he just instantly like freezes her across mm-hmm. the table. Like I didn't know that an inquisitor could be that powerful with the dark side. Yeah, I thought they were, like, B-tier, but they seem like they can slowly climb up, you know. They're just, I just feel like they're not Sith. They're just, like... Oh, no, they're not Sith. They're knockoff Siths. They're wannabes. Yeah, they're pretty much knockoffs, yeah. They're just the, force users. The, the only real problem that I have with this show so far is this Grand Inquisitor thing. Yeah. If they don't explain it, that retcons the first two seasons of Rebels. And I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, if he's like dead, dead, like that's gonna suck. 
because the the Grand Inquisitor was a big part of Canaan and Ezra's journey. Yeah, he was the temple guard. He was the one that saved them too. I don't. That's the only real problem that I have with the show. I, I think they know. I feel like they know what they're doing. Like, oh knows? yeah, they don't do anything by mistake. Yeah, that this everything point, is planned. Yeah, because remember, this is a six-hour, basically. I told you, don't worry. Boba Fett's going to find him and replace his guts with mechanics. <laughs> By the way, Boba Fett, not in this episode. Max Rebo, not in this episode. Oh, my God, I got the Max Rebo. But uh, moving on to the uh, the loader droid, I've heard quite a few rumors that one that is Quinlan Voss in that and you know I loved the Quinlan tease it just gave confirmation that he survived order 66 he's been helping smuggle younglings Mm -hmm. and if you notice uh, I think her name is Talia Uh, she says you're not the first Jedi to come through here she doesn't say to me I feel like she used Jedi as plural Mm -hmm. so who else could have came through there Cal Kestis Maybe. Maybe they might show that in the new game. Maybe uh, Kane and Jarrus at some point. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe Ahsoka. You never know. You never know. But I've heard that that droid, Quinlan Voss, might be in that droid. But if you notice, that droid from the waist down, is he's wearing clone armor. Mm-hmm. I've also heard another theory that it might be Wrecker. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them bringing Wrecker to live action without the other Bad Batch members. Yeah, I, I think he's just... I honestly think he's just a robot. It's, it's, that's too much into it, you know, like... Because then that's, like, a whole other story, and then it's like, whoa, like, when did this happen, you know? I felt so bad for Leia. She was trying to talk to it, and then it's like, he's a loader droid. He's not built to talk. Like, well, that's sad. Yeah. Droids are people, too. They are. They usually treat I mean, like... If you tell that to a clone, he'll start start blasting. Yeah. Clones are the only ones that hate droids. And Din Djarin. Din Djarin hates droids. He does too. He's not, what if he is a clone? Nobody is a clone except for clones. <laughs> hey, day take it easy, man. Clones are clones. They are. Clones are clones. That's it. Clone troopers are the only clones in Star Wars that I need to know about. But somehow Palpatine returned. Don't get me started. (laughs) Don't get me started. You know, the last Jedi split the whole fan base of Star Wars, and now now we're in this everything. Now we're in this time of everything is... and, And I apologize if I trigger anybody, but I'm not holding back like I want to, but we're in a time now where everything is either racist or sexist or uh, unfair or unequal. And I feel like now the Star Wars community is, is instead of being split, they're all focusing more on the racial slurs in Star Wars. Like what's going on with Moses Ingram. You can't. And and I will tell you, your opinion on this is wrong. If if you are hating on Moses Ingram just because she is a black female as a lead character in this show. 
What about Lando Calrissian? What about Moff Gideon? What about Mace Windu? Nobody hated on them. Yeah. I don't understand why so many people are hating on Moses Ingram portraying this character of Reva. You need to understand Reva was wrote to be this type of character. And for uh, Moses Ingram or any other actor or actress to portray the character the way it was wrote, they are a good actor. Yeah. I mean, for example, look at look at Rose in The Last Jedi. Kelly Marie Tran portrayed that character the way it was wrote. And look at all the hate that she got for it. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with the character or with the actress. I don't like the character Rose, but that's how she was wrote. Mm-hmm. It's like that's just the recipe, man. Like they're just following it, you know. If the food sucks, it's not the it's not the cook, it's the recipe, you know. Yeah, you can't just you, and it it really makes me sad to know that I'm in the same. I love the same stuff that these people are hating on. Mm-hmm. I don't. If you're one of these people that hates on this kind of stuff, and you're one of these people that 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 have been agreeing with the people harassing and bullying Moses Ingram just because of how she plays a character and what her skin color is in Star Wars, in my book, you are not a fan. Mm-hmm. You are not a fan. And and in my book, you don't even deserve to watch Star Wars. You don't deserve to be called a fan. If you have a problem with Star Wars or what you're being shown, why don't you get a job at Lucasfilm, grind every day until you become executive producer and create your own Star Wars, if you're that upset about it. Like, there's people just like to talk smack and talk smack. Like, it's just like they got issues, man. Like, and they just want to put it on somebody else. But we here at Rodian Radio, we stand with Moses Ingram through all this because I love, she's a great actress and I love how she is portraying the character. Even though the character is annoying, that's how it was wrote. Even this episode gave us confirmation Reva is trying to become Grand Inquisitor. She's trying to be a teacher's pet. Mm-hmm. Even the fifth brother. The fifth brother's trying to be a teacher's pet. Nobody's complaining about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's honestly just disappointing. In the fans it is. That, like, they just have to go this route, like, for no reason. Like, if you if you were to ask him, like, there's non-knowledge behind it, I'm pretty sure you're going to get a stupid answer. And yes, people, they are stupid. I mean, even James Earl Jones. Guys. He he's a black male, but he is Darth Vader. Like I don't know, man. People just—it's pretty dumb about when they decide to talk about things. You know, like sometimes it's you know need to really. Even though we just said in the show, like it's okay to express your opinions, but to an opinion and 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 harassing is two different things. Yeah, and I don't I don't care what race you are, I don't care what skin color you are, I don't care what gender you are. If if you portray a character the way it was wrote, you are an A-plus actor to me, and you are part of Star Wars, whether or not the character was good or bad. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Star Wars is Star Wars. And I love every actor and actress that has been in Star Wars. Yeah. No matter what, you know, it, even if 
for example, you know, I don't like to talk on politics and, and real world problems and stuff a lot, but this whole deal with Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, you know, if you're an Amber Heard in real life, but you portray your character great, I look at you from a character's point of view, not a person's point of view. Mm. I don't know. It, it just kind of, I'm disappointed in the so-called fan base for Star Wars. Yeah, it has. It's. It, I think it's at its lowest. I, I'm very disappointed, especially in the time where we're at, where we're getting shows like these, and people are just, you know, one bad apple ruins the whole batch. Mm-hmm. But don't. My advice to anybody who is, who is, you know, just completely disappointed, or, you know, after you watch an episode like this and then you watch people's reviews and it brings your mood down. My advice to you is don't listen to what other people think. Enjoy Star Wars for yourself. Yeah, just like watch the show just to watch it. Like don't take other people's opinions because like it's it just ruins like the I guess the movie magic and also just the way you see things, you know, like because who who says they're better than like who has more knowledge like it, that doesn't matter it's just like if you enjoy it you know you have to do things that you enjoy i mean look at the hate that jake lloyd got for playing a kid anakin in the phantom menace just because people said having a kid in star wars was stupid and look at all the hate that he went through even hayden christensen look what he went through ahmed mm-hmm. best who played jar jar binks look at what he went through just because they played the character the way it was wrote but it's worse now because now we are more in a technological state of age and everybody is a critic. Yeah. Everybody's got a newspaper journal in their back pocket that they can whip out and write a four page report in five minutes if they wanted to. Yep. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. Like, isn't it better just to watch things without getting like like pissed off or like or you know I've, I've about come to the conclusion that it is better for me to watch star wars and not go to the internet after i think that's your i think your best bet is just to not look at the comments or go on reddit or or like anything like social media related to the episode that's just my advice people like and then another thing like star wars like like star wars was created for the entertainment of people who wanted to watch something different it was like and then look at it now like how people are completely disrespecting the just the other fans and also creating this toxicity that is unnecessary yeah and and if you have an opinion that's different from mine i respect your opinion because that's how you enjoy star wars but when you go to the point in saying yeah, that's what a discussion is. That's what we do here on Rodian Radio. Mine and yours opinions are completely different. Mm-hmm. But we don't hate each other for it. No. But if you if you go to the point into over having an opinion to the point to where you're you you, you are being racist about it, then I'm not gonna respect your opinion because that's not an opinion. Yeah. Race race has nothing to do with anything that we are being seen right now through Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It just it just really disappoints me as a fan that this is the community that Star Wars has on it right now. Yeah, it's 
You kind of have to think twice before you wear a Star Wars shirt now. Not me. <laughs> I'll be wearing Star Wars all the way down to my socks. <laughs> it could be, yeah. But, but overall, just honestly, like for our fans and for the future people that watch the show, just just watch these shows or these movies or these like comic things and just enjoy for yourself like I, I get how sometimes you like to hear other people's opinions but sometimes you're gonna run into very questionable ones and and then when you do run into them just just ignore them because like what good is it gonna do you and then there's no way you can change their mind because they're they're already set on that you know like and to them it makes sense but to everyone else or the majority of the people it's like what is wrong with you and then like because we don't want, like because it's so easy to start a reddit fight like just yeah just twitter up. too yeah twitter twitter oh goodness yeah instagram's like, bad too like if you got nothing because think about it these people just want just want attention in some way and then they because they get comments and then they just respond like if you got nothing to say about people you know then don't say anything, you know, because like it, it's this. That's just a miserable life they're living, you know. Like why, why be, why just be like a a jerk, you know? Like, yeah, you know? and and those people who like to start fires on social media, but those are the people who won't say it to your face. Yeah, they're cowards. Like, but they can hide behind their phone and start a fire. Yeah, complete cowards. So, you got anything else to say before we wrap this up uh, here? Because I don't yeah, want to spend 15 minutes talking about world problems. Yeah, I don't know. Just to wrap it up on a lighthearted note, just Kenobi has, even though we're at the halfway mark now, so these next three episodes, we have no idea what's going to happen at this point. We have not seen, like, we've only seen maybe a glimpse with the trailers, but I believe that this will be... Because the they have to show Star how Wars. they have to show how Kenobi um, becomes like like reborn, you know, or like ignited again, you know, because he has no hope. Yeah, and he needs to have hope to give Luke hope. He needs to realize that, you know, and he needs to realize his purpose again. You know, he needs to. You know, I would love to do. see Obi Wan visit Yoda before he goes back to Tatooine. Maybe that's a long shot, but I feel like Qui Gon is a higher probability. Because if if you if you notice in Empire Strikes Back, or it might be Revenge of the Sith, whenever mm-hmm. Ben Kenobi shows up on Dagobah, when Luke is there as a Force mm-hmm. ghost, and he sits down on the log, I think that he was kinda, the turn of the Jedi. He sits down on that log like he's been there before. Like this is my log, this is my seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the Return of the Jedi. I mean. I would just like to see that and. You know, we're getting Qui-Gon because it's, he, you know, he's trying to connect with Qui-Gon nearly every, every episode that we see. Mm-hmm. And if, he, if, if this whole series goes on and doesn't give us Qui-Gon, I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. It's, <clears throat> I, I feel like they'll, they're, they, they'll, they'll, they got it. You know, like it'll, it'll pick up the pace now. All they had to do was call Liam Neeson and be like, hey, Liam. We got a part for you as Qui-Gon Jinn. You don't even have to come shoot anything. We just need you to send us a recording over text message. Here's the script. Mm-hmm. 
That's all they had to do. Boom. Liam Neeson just made $5 million. Yeah, and I feel like he would do it because that's not a bad script. No. To return as a... Because he he has to think, what is the purpose of this character? The purpose of that character is to reignite Obi-Wan's, like, passion again. Or his, like, spirit. And then he is kind of like the coach, you know? He's like the the solid rock, you know? Because... We haven't seen Qui-Gon since then, you know, so we need to, you know, it'll definitely ignite a purpose. The only other time that we, we seen Qui-Gon outside the Phantom Menace. The Clone Wars. Yeah, but I'm talking about action. Mm. We did hear him in Attack of the Clones when Anakin is slaughtering the Tuscans. We could hear Qui-Gon say, no, Anakin, no, through Mm. the Force. Then there was that deleted scene in Revenge of the Sith when Yoda is talking to Qui-Gon. But they cut that out. Other than that, that's the only other times that we've heard Qui-Gon live action. Mm -hmm. I I just want to hear a conversation between Kenobi and Qui-Gon about Anakin. Yeah. I feel like it'll happen. Or, like, maybe one, while he's healing, he's going to have flashbacks. Yeah, and the Bacta. Yeah, and Boba Fett's Bacta. Boba Fett shows up, takes Kenobi to the Bacta. And then he's like, he's like, I got this, I got this Tatooine spa for you, Kenobi. <laughs> yeah, let me, uh... Overall, uh, what's your, what's your rating for this episode? I I would say 9.5. 9.5, I gave it a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. 9.5 because uh, it made me want more, you know? So it's like... Yes. And it's it's the beginning... It's the beginning of of what we know will, will come, you know? Like, new hope and everything. So it, And people, be patient. There is a rematch coming. Yes. 100%. Last episode. <clears throat> I'd say last two episodes. I want to see Kenobi va- damage Vader's helmet to where we see half of Hayden Christensen's face. Mm-hmm. And we can hear the voice, you know, via Rebels with Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. I want to see that with Kenobi. Yeah. You know, you think Vader would learn if that happens. You know, man, I got to upgrade my helmet. It's getting cut in half twice now already. Because he has a big helmet, you know. like it's He does. He size, does. Size of a I don't know if you've ever truck. had the Black Series Vader helmet, but I had it, and that thing was ginormous on my head. I've seen it. I've only seen it in person. I've never worn it, but I'm, I bet you it is. It is ginormous. It's 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 so big, and it, there's three parts that you have to connect in order to fit it fully. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it, it's it's heavy too. That's awesome, dude. <laughs> so just imagine that in a full suit. Mm-hmm. He's more machine now than man. He is. But I want to see that. Okay, all right. Last thing here, and then we're gonna wrap it up. Okay. Kenobi had a brother. Yeah, that's something new we've never heard before. He had a brother. Well, yet. when they were, when they were writing the original trilogy back in the eighties, seventies, George Lucas was playing around with the thought that Obi Wan. And Owen Lars are brothers. Mm-hmm. If that turns out to be the case, that we find out that Owen Lars is the brother to Kenobi, 
but but Kenobi doesn't know it, but maybe Owen does. That's why he's so repulsive to Kenobi. Mm-hmm. That would make so much sense. It's all connected. It's all connected. I would love to see that. But wait, so who's a Skywalker? The so the so the mom is a Skywalker. Like okay, what I mean, mom, I mean like Anakin's mom, right? Mm-hmm. So who is Owen to Anakin's mom? Like the step brother. Stepson. Stepson. Got it. Yeah, because Kleeg married Shmi. Uh-huh. Kleeg had Owen as his blood son. Okay. So that would make Anakin and Owen stepbrothers. So that would make Obi-Wan and Anakin stepbrothers. Stepbrothers. Okay. Different fathers. Can you imagine? Can you just imagine if this was confirmed that Obi-Wan and Anakin were stepbrothers? Huh. I didn't see that one coming. Can you imagine how much more emotional stress would be put on Kenobi? Yeah. I mean, he already has enough, so it's just... But I love the way that this show is going. It, it's what I've wanted to see, the, the, the emotional PTSD of Kenobi. Not a lot of action. It's what I've wanted to see. Yes. And they're doing such a great job. They really are. They really are. And, um, you know, I did kind of bash on the first two episodes, but this one was forgiven. And like... and this show has more cinematic film value than The Mandalorian does. Yes, it does. You can tell it. Yeah, it's a t- it's a TV show, but you can tell it's almost got movie quality budget. Yeah, by far. From the visuals to the lighting to the just everything. You can tell. Now you can tell some points, yeah, it's a TV budget. But, you know, like the visuals for their fights and for Vader being suited up and Mustafar, Vader's castle, all that stuff looks movie quality film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good episode and I'm excited for what's to come. Yep, me too. <clears throat> well, I guess that's going to do it for uh, for this episode of Rodian Radio. Keep in mind, after these Kenobi shows, we're dropping every episode on Tuesdays. Once mm-hmm. Kenobi's over, we'll pick back up on a regular schedule every Friday. Quick shout out to our sponsors here, uh, the Photoverse Podcast. Go check them guys out on Spotify. They are a toy photography and collecting community podcast. Then we have Lego Shock 0451 Official. Commander Phoenix underscore 88 Legion and Dr. Underscore Awesome underscore 1010. If you would like to become a sponsor yourself, it is completely free. You get free perks to Rodian Radio. You get early access to our episodes before we drop them. And uh, it's completely free. It is our version of Patreon because we are for the fans, so we don't demand money for special content. So if you would like to become a sponsor yourself, send us a DM on any of our social medias or either at our email at rodianradiopc at gmail.com. But until next week, Kenobi Part 4, this has been Rodian Radio. I'm your host, Chase. And this is your co-host, Danny. And may the Force be with you.